Morning, everyone. For those of you who are listening, oh. I'm afraid you can't see the fabulous pair of skimpy knickers that Nathan's wearing. Shut up. You're going to be intrigued now. Babe, don't fire them across the kitchen. Stop like it. That. Stop it. Doesn't she look lovely? Doesn't she scrub up? Well, she walked down and she said I looked like I was going to be sick. Oh I, I wasn't even thinking about what I was looking at. This is me. So I've come downstairs all wafting. Wafting? Taking ages, oh. yeah. taking ages to and get I'm like ready. Because I'm going out see, for my friend's birthday. And I'm like that. And he literally went like this, right? I'm not exaggerating. He went... <laughs> and then he turned back to the computer <laughs> and looked like he was going to be sick. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was like, oh my the... god, I've literally never had that response from anyone. What do you mean? Having just got dressed up. I'm so sorry. What I did apologise and then immediately said, you look fantastic. You look gorgeous. What was going through? I was thinking about one of the stories we're going to talk about. Oh, so I was just invisible. Utterly. Wow. That's marriage. What do you mean? I'm invisible to you all the time. You don't comment on anything. Oh, God, pick me boy. It's not pick, pick me girl. Right. Hang on. Excuse pick me, me girl. Hang excuse... on. Is a woman wanting to be commented on, not a pick me girl? Excuse me. Can you all, who know us very well, <sighs> just God. remind Mark how often I tell him how amazing he's looking. Oh, my God, I don't want he's... you to. Don't say that now. Oh, God, I, I'm going to actually leave now because <laughs> it's going to get embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> I was having to explain to my um, therapist the other day what a pick me boy was. It was so Jesus funny. Jesus Christ! Face... She just said, "Which is don't keep." They don't know what that hang means. On. Oh, people don't know. Well, hang... you explain. Yeah, like but hang on. Also, pick. There's this idea that women aren't pick me. I'm not pick me. Well, I never ask you. I wasn't expect. It was. I didn't mind you, you not are. commenting. It was the fact that you looked like you were going to throw up. I was thinking about. Something else. You were thinking about Donald Trump. <laughs> no, I was thinking about Donald Trump and I was thinking about penis size, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that's one of the stories I want to I want to briefly talk about. All right. Um, morning, everyone. Morning. Uh, welcome Thank to Coffee you, Morning. Thank you, Mahita girl. Thank you. She says I look good. She looks stunning, doesn't she? I mean, the amount of times I tell you, you look beautiful. You look absolutely, you look summery, you look floaty, you look... Do you know what I think you look happens? Flowery, you look white. It was once... I th do you know what I think happens? I think when God. you've been married for a long oh. time, he probably thought it, but just, and thought he'd said it. No, this is something, right, this is something, again, go and check out How to Stay Married that I want to talk to a couple's counsellor about. You take, We're on a waiting list. you take <laughs> one thing and you say this sentence, this is what you do. This is what it's become. No, it hasn't. At that point, that happened. It's not simply, you broaden everything out into a thing and it's not. I just at that moment was thinking about Donald Trump and a penis. I brain was somewhere else. Wow. Mom, so I come down on Janelle getting no. ready and oh. he's thinking about Donald Trump's penis. And I've talked about I've talked about nothing other than your knickers since. Could and I not? Shut up. Could I not have distracted you from Donald Trump's you penis? You did. I came out of my Shut reverie. Me over me. Are you screaming? Hot kettle. Kettle oh black. Right, just get on with it, Mark, because you're you're reminding me of Richard Madeley now. You're reminding me of Judy Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> so be careful. Um, hi, Margaret O'Brien. Um, everyone listening, someone said the other day... <laughs> People are still asking, what does a pick-me boy mean? Pick-me boy is someone who... Uh, well, actually, in the telling of it, I realised the girls then corrected me the other day. It's someone who kind of... Wants people by making people feel sorry for them. 
they want attention. Centre of they, attention. Yeah, they want to be centre of attention, but they don't mind it being because they, they just want people to feel sorry for them. Uh, oh, my daughter just made me laugh so much the other day. She liked the rest of us in this family. She hates maths. And she said, oh, maths is the most <coughs> pick-me-boy subject because when it could say numbers, when it could just say numbers, it says factors. When it could say this, it just... She goes, also that you're constantly giving it attention and trying to work it out. Mm. So even a subject can be a big well, she's got science. Well, she's got science today. Well, maybe she doesn't feel that about science. Mm. Um, someone said you've lost an earring. Oh! No. Thank you, darling. That's kind of what distracted me earlier. <laughs> Thank you. Um, also, I just want to say Ian Nye. Ian, you know me. You, you, Ian, lovely, my lovely friend of piano teacher, pointed out only Nadia and Mark could have a set of drawers that has no handles to get into. I know, said, it's a How nightmare. do you get into that I drawer? I had to get a knife. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Is. There's so many things like that. I need one of those man, men that come, comes around and does. Does what? You know, those handy men. What Mark. are you talking right, about? Get on with it. Get You're the one it. who sent me the sex championships today. Oh, which I did find very funny. We're going to be talking about yeah, that. Yeah. Can you believe there is an official sex championship with marking and... I thought you'd I say if... with Mark in. Oh, Mark in. I wonder if they'll do like they do on the X Factor and stuff and have like a long pause before they announce who's the best blood I... jobber or who's the best. A long pause. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, well, we're going to get on to what kind of uh, events could you have? That's what I was toying with. What sort of events could you actually have? Let's have a think about them for the sex championships later. This is a thing. It happens, in, not surprisingly, I think it's in Sweden, isn't it? Um, hey, guys. So guess what? We're not even going to mention Philip Schofield. Oh, shit, I did. Um, but let's have a look at Donald Trump. Who's a Trump? Who thinks... Okay, this is very much a gallows sense of humour. Obviously, we're not Donald Trump fans. But I have to say... He's got the gift of the gab when it comes to saying the most ludicrously extraordinary things. I mean, he was infinitely more entertaining, though he possibly took us to the edge of, of Armageddon more willingly than Biden did. But um, I, what, a, what an absolute arse. But the problem is, part of his popularity is that so many people have to watch, feel that we yeah. now live in a world where we're having to watch every single thing we say. And there he is, as he just bruises through. Well, because he's a, in my opinion, yeah. a narcissistic psychopath. Oh, sure. So I mean. he doesn't actually care or doesn't think about consequences or care about consequences. And actually, going back to but that narcissistic. God, he will say anything. Won't oh, yeah, yeah. And go back to that narcissistic thing, though, that we say about, you know, how if you do something, you know, if, if, if a narcissist is, if you're horrible to a narcissist, it's your fault. And if a narcissist is horrible to you, it's because you made them do it. That is classic mm. how Trump turns anything that's negative against him into something that's positive for, for him. So he's being... I didn't know his platform, his social media platform is called Truth, <laughs> Truth Social or something. Yeah, something like that. I don't oh, know, my God. But, um, but you yeah, know, so Donald Lisa, Trump... can you do an impression? <laughs> Donald Trump's been... Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump... Well, Donald Trump's interesting, isn't he? Each time he's about to be indicted, arraigned, arrested, frog-marched, slapped around the forehead, given a touch-up with his kind of permatan or whatever, he has to say it first. And it's, it's kind of clever what he does, because then, of course, it turns him into the pick-me... He's a pick... He is a, a pick-me pick president. president. <laughs> he's an absolute pick-me. I'm going to build a wall. He's going to be indicted. I, I, I took the pieces of paper. I put them in the cupboard. This is like a witch hunt. 
Bigly witch hand. I put them by the toilet. Bigly, bigly. Bigly, bigly. I was just using them to wipe my butter. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's got, he's got, he basically, he had a load of files that he took home. They're not doing him for espionage. The vast majority of people think this isn't going to stick, but it does carry with it the potential of prison. Um, what I don't understand is what about the inciting of the insurrection? That's something else. Why? <coughs> That's something completely <laughs> but different. Why is that? Not number one, they've got him Wait, on no, film. They've got countless... That's coming. Got, that's going to happen in 2024. Got, that's going to happen later. That's going to happen later next year. Multiple politicians that yeah. were there. He was refusing yeah. to call in. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, so, we're, but we're yeah. more concerned about the bits of paper. Seize, seize the capital. Seize <laughs> the capital. Grab your arms. I'm your best. Why, why better, better already arms. in prison for that? Um, well, because there's just countless different things coming at him. And unfortunately, the problem with all of these things is, is as they kind of are thrown at him, uh, it makes him ever more popular. So I think the reason it hasn't been, I, I don't think the papers have been unsealed. It's always interesting, isn't it? They haven't unsealed the papers. So is there someone there with a kind of, you know, Stanley knife kind of opening it up? Uh, but he's trying to get ahead of the narrative. He's trying to use it to essentially push Ronda Sanctimonious. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get past Ronda Sanctimonious. I mean, you know, this is the other guy in, in um, Florida who stands the biggest chance of beating him, but he launched his presidential campaign, Ronda Sanctimonious, on Twitter. And he was a fool. He looked a fool. <laughs> no one watched. No one listened. <laughs> He wasn't, what did he call him? He wasn't a Twitter, he's a Twitter. Or something like that. Anyway, um, so yeah, so Donald Trump indicted. He's in, in court, well, he's in a, I think he's in court. He's in front of a judge next Tuesday. Uh, I think it's happening in Florida, which his team are very happy about. Um, apparently they were all round, I mean, he's got like a sort of task task force team around a round table. They were waiting for it to be announced. And they're like, as soon as it was announced, they start raising money to kind of mm. bail him and all that kind of stuff. Well, he made, he, he, straight away, after his announcement, there were links and money pouring money, in. Money pouring in. Absolutely pouring in. So he's, he, yeah. We could yet have the situation where the next president of the United States is in prison. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Okay. Quite something. Anyway, yeah. that's Donald Trump. So now this story I saw, earlier in the week, and I thought, Nads, what's Nads going to make of this? This is an Irish town um, in which a, where is it, Greystone in County Wicklow. We have lots and lots of Irish followers with us here. Uh, and the parents of young children in this small coastal town <clears throat> have all united and have decided and have enacted the fact that their children will have no smartphones or iPads or anything like that. They'll have no access. We're not going to let them have access to smart pads, smartphones or any apps whatsoever until secondary school. Wow. Disgust. And they've all committed to this. Everyone in the town. Well, we, we were... Well, because Maddie, our eldest, went to a um, local private school that was quite strict and of course she's 20 mm. so it was different times wasn't it she had no phone whatsoever we just never thought of getting mm -hmm. on a phone and then when she went to secondary school um it was such a massive shock to her wasn't it yeah, and we yeah, saw yeah. such a massive change in her and it was very difficult because she basically was kind of almost socially illiterate at that, if you if you like, for a dramatic term, in that she had no idea what everybody was doing and talking oh, about so and apps yeah, and yeah, follows yeah, yeah, yeah. and people were grabbing yeah. her phone to see how many followers she yeah, had. Yeah, yeah. And so she was like, you know, just just 
rushed into this, like, very... It was almost like they say you're opening the door to a stranger, a million doors opened all mm. at one go, mm. and it was very, very difficult for her. But we always said that we were grateful that she'd had that time without it, mm. but we really hadn't realised what a shock it was going to be when she was suddenly in the phone mm. world. But this, in a whole town where all the schools are doing it, is... It made me emotional when you said it mm. because I thought the thought of all these parents getting together and making change. Mm, mm. And, I mean, and I think just, that... It's just... It's short, and I suppose that a lot of these kids will then move up. They'll move up into secondary school and they'll get their phones. At, the same. at some point, those doors are going to be open. But I suppose maybe but... it's a little bit like, you know, we always say about alcohol. It's like the longer you can get your kids can go without getting yeah, annihilated, drunk every and drinking. Month. You know, every, it, every it all month. counts. I think it kind of, it yeah. means that potentially they'll have, it doesn't mean they'll not have a problem, but I mean, it's got to be good, eh? It's got to well, be good. Well, hopefully they'll build patterns of other ways to communicate and to play yeah. and yeah. sport yeah. and... You know, all these things that we know go by the wayside because we know they go by the wayside for us as adults. Oh, shall I read a book or shall I go back to my incredibly fascinating phone? Yeah, which keeps telling me shall the I same thing. Shall I go to the gym? Yeah, just in the minute, I'm just like scrolling for another hour on Instagram. Mm. Adults find it hard, so of course children do. And I, most children, I would say, have, a, as like most adults, have an addiction. Sarah, with, Sarah Witherington makes a really good point, and this is, this is something that really pisses me off. When my son started reception, his first homework was to Google something. Not no, just that, schools, right. and, you know, one of our schools too, has this system where you go into a Google classroom. I'm quite, te I'm quite, tech, I'm quite tech kind of savvy. I can work my way around stuff. It's so fucking complicated. And then, of course, if you're encouraging kids or telling kids that they need to go to screens in order to facilitate learning or find past papers or what have you, the temptation to be distracted off into Spotify playlists and all this malarkey. But the thing that you said, which is really important, is also, the reason Mark, this will work... It's going to be the world. It's like you will be Googling. Whatever job you're going to do, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, to be Googling. Yeah, yeah. So it is, it's the beginning of literacy. We've got to understand it's a different kind of literacy. Yeah, but aren't we saying this is a good thing then? Well... Is, or are you saying it's a good thing within reason? Within reason. If you're coming home and you're good... I think the Presumably reason, in this town, they'll come home and they'll... Be I personally think home. schools shouldn't lean so heavily... I mean, I realise this is a huge... It's incumbent on the teachers and they've got less time, but I think these Google Classrooms just... It, you, it's like there was huge criticism in, in the pandemic of remote learning. And what I've noticed is that a huge majority of learning in schools today is remote through laptops still. It's weird. But for, children, but for younger children... But for young children, the most important thing they say here, one of the parents says, nobody wants their child to be the odd one out, which is always the problem, isn't it? That's yeah. why they want the trainers, that's why pressure. they want the phones. But she says, in this case, it's not the, ca it's not the case. Oh, God, as I've said many one. times, even as teenagers, oh, God, I wish we just... Sometimes I just wish none of us had a phone. Mm. And, you know, we... When I... Th you know, there's no boredom anymore. There is no boredom. Mm. You don't have to be bored. And everything that was Morning that we did creatively as kids came out of boredom. Yeah. Fuck all else to do. Let's go out. Let's. Vicky raises a good point. I think it's a good idea, but it gives my children a social life because they can't interact with others due to having autism. And Emma Walsh also echoes that by saying, what if you have disabilities and medical problems like myself and need a phone just in case you have seizures? I, I think in, I think in there would be, such yeah. circumstances there would be an exception. I mean, I think this is a sort of... I just like, I like the idea of a collective approach. I like the collectivity of a town approaching this and, and the uniting of parents and the uniting of them all together. And only in that will none of the kids, none of the kids will feel that thing of FOMO. 
Because no one's got one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, ah, I tell you where it gets problematic though. When they've got older siblings who have. Yeah. Uh, Very tricky. Therein, therein lies a problem. But um, again, if you're saying none of your friends have got... The, if children just grow up just knowing nobody gets one yes. until they're 12, it's easier, isn't it? True. Very true. Because there's loads of things that your elder, older sibling will have and do that you're not allowed to yet. So. Absolutely. Like score crack and smoke vapes. Exactly. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, this shit happens, doesn't it? And, uh, you know... Um, we're going to talk about, don't forget, we've got the Friday quiz right at the end. Um, and we're going to be talking about the Sex Olympics in a minute. But first, I want to talk about obesity. <laughs> How obesity, this is, this is a kind of, this isn't particularly a news story, but it just, I think it's an important question that we ask ourselves again. Um, this is a piece about how obesity has evolved from what they would say a lack of willpower or the perception that it's a lack of willpower into a disease. And we've asked on the Coffee Moaning Instagram account whether you think it's a disease or whether it's a case of a lack of willpower or is it, you know, a bit of both? Um, obviously, weight loss jabs, you were talking about them today, weren't you, are, are you know, becoming a tool, an NHS tool to, to deal with obesity. It's almost like an acquiescence that it can't be fought through education. And what this article talks about is, it's not even about education. Everyone kind of knows what they ought to be doing. But temptation with ultra-processed food, or UPF, UPFs as they call it, is so extreme. And the cost differences, I've often said this, why, I, why a cu an organic cucumber is a whole 75 pence more expensive than a non-organic one. The vast majority of people cannot afford to eat healthily. That's not true. Well, no, that's because you have a con no, that's because you don't know anything this, about this. This no, piece no, is to eat all healthy, about it, yeah. No, 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 okay, okay, okay. It can be very, very, very economical, okay. It can be cost effective if you're but not looking for an organic cucumber, okay. It might be cost effective, but it might not be time effective in terms of the amount of time required to cook it. It might not be geographically effective in terms of your local shop might be a happy shopper or you know, your work doesn't allow you to eat at normal times. I mean, this is a piece about the fact that for a huge number of people, it's very, there are so many temptations put in your way and there are so many aspects of modern life that make it very difficult um, to, or more difficult. I mean, you're very, you're very good about all of it. I mean, obviously, I mean, that's why I wanted to see what you thought about this because you often say, yeah, you know, you can eat healthily and this is, and I think you and Dina do a good job of showing how you can quite, matter-of-factly eat more healthily. I, I would challenge anyone that's eating an ultra-processed food diet um, to come in with a le lesser bill than Dina does for her food each week. But it, processed food is very expensive because it leaves you very hungry. So you're then ordering something else or having something later on. Mm. You know, there's no... What people... You could be, you know... Overweight, you could be obese, you could be morbidly obese, and you could be starving. That's what people don't understand. You could be starving mm. for, for all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients that you need. Mm. I mean, I think I, I was listening to um, LBC the other day because I didn't know where I was with these, um, these injections, but actually, listening to you know, a number of people that called in that you know, that people are different. Physiologically, Mark, and some this whole idea that all you've got to do is eat less and move more 
doesn't work for everybody. It just doesn't. Can I make a really sort of loaded suggestion? I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, but it might be something that kind of a lot of people feel. If I think about healthy food, healthy choices, organic food, Dina, you and Dina are incredibly educated and informed about it because it interests you. A huge number of people aren't interested yeah. in food. And I don't yeah. mean that in a, that's, I don't think that's right. And I, for example, I, I take more interest because of, because of you and Dina. And that's why watching a show like yours is really, really useful, I think, for everyone. Because you, you provide a very accessible and unintimidating route in to healthier choices, which is one thing. But I think, for, you know, if I wasn't with you, for the vast majority of people, it's not... In this country. In this country, it's not an important thing to look at. So what, yeah. what I mean by temptation is put in the way and quick choices are put in the way. Oh, okay, that it might you might be able to uh, push make it work, but actually it requires a lot of thinking and planning and, oh, let's replace that with that or this with this. And actually, vast majority of people haven't got the time to think like that. Mm, or the inclination. Oh, no, it's the inclination. It's the inclination. Because because the thing is... What in this what country, think, when you why are we always hearing about the Mediterranean diet? You talk about cancer, they say Mediterranean diet, you talk about Alzheimer's, you talk about the Mediterranean. Mm. Why are they all why does the Mediterranean diet come up all the time? Mm. There is so little processed food in the Mediterranean diet, mm. and people eat simply the Mediterranean, Mediterranean diet is very, very simple food, easy to cook. Mm. If you're asking about five or ten minutes thought about what you might eat that day well yeah but i mean if you're also talking about five or ten minutes uh, thought about what you eat that day is going to mean that your family has less disease has more energy looks better feels better mm. then that is what we've really got to try and help people believe that they can do but I think because i think to be too often in this to country people go i just can't because people aren't brought up around good food and brought no, no, up I agree. cooking I agree. And, but... and i think that that is why we're grabbing all the time mm. delivery takeaways has yeah. been dire for our family how often yeah. do we just go yeah. oh okay let's just order a takeaway well that's my point and we're a family that, so is, that has you people like you in it that's inclined towards kind of trying to eat more sandy says not everyone is a good cook either and don't know how to put healthy food together that's why people need to be helped with that it. That's why people need to be helped with that, right from school. I go back to Jamie Oliver. Oh I mean, honestly, honestly, why, did, why is nobody taught how to cook? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous because we've got to... Try, it is strange when you think to, about that. Why is no one taught Because we're to not it's Italy, weird, France, it? Spain, Germany. Mm. Germans are good cooks where people just learn in the house how to cook. We don't do that here. Mm. So we've got to teach people at school. No, if I you, agree. If, if I agree with it. There's in, billions, in of, millions of pounds that are going to be spent on these injections. And actually, I've changed my mind on them. I think there is a place for them. But um, why don't the, why can't governments think way ahead and go, we will cut down on disease, diabetes, all these things that are bringing the National Health Service to its knees by teaching people well, how to make a meal. That's what this article is about, about shifting the, shifting the emphasis or attitude or understanding of obesity from lifestyle choice or willpower through to disease. I mean, Christos, you make a really important point there. Sadly, a lot of people are suffering from obesity weight problems due to deeper serious factors like trauma, depression, right, exactly. and as they say in this piece, genetics. In 2021, um, obesity-related health issues cost the NHS in, in 2021, 166 billion. It's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. That is a lot. That's isn't that five times the national debt. Maybe Dina the... and I one one day on Curly Cooks, we need to one show, we need to do like how to this week 
eat this every night for your dinner and it would take 10 minutes to cook. I think so, because do you know what I go into? And it will cost you three pounds. Yeah, I go into a blind panic. As soon as I hear ingredients, it's weird, maybe it's an ADHD thing, I hear the list and what... And it, theoretically, it should be quite straightforward. I just go, I go into... No, but you're just not interested. It's like, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it's it like That's food right. dyslexia. It's I just all right. Go, not to be interested. Lots of things that I'm not interested in. But you just shut down like your mum does. You just go, it's like not happening. Right, OK. <laughs> because I think if you don't grow up around food and family yeah, yeah, and sharing yeah, and eating, you just don't you see You just the want spam fritters. So you just stuff your face. OK, well, let's get to the, the rub of it. Um, the, let's get to the, the nub of it. Let's get to the knob of it. The sex... European Sex Championships. This is, this sounds fantastic. Do you want to take part? Oh, God, it sounds awful. This... Endurance. Yeah. Oh, no, sorry, it says attendance. Yeah. She's, she's, <laughs> you're seeing words in <laughs> front of you. I know, it said endurance. So representatives across Europe gathered on Thursday to be, begin competing in a live sex house that's been labelled the European Sex Championships. I already feel the next Channel 4 series coming. Literally, don't you? Uh, Britain's entry, this is a story actually about how Britain's entry isn't actually entering. Um, so this is the, these are competitors that take part in 16 different categories over six weeks. There are judges watching people have sex, give blowjobs, do all sorts of weird things. Uh, some of the contenders are porn stars and only fans models. No, but I just, I just find it so funny that the British contestants already pulled out due to illness. Yeah. So we don't have a contender. No. Did that, does that not just you know what sum us up? We do not have a contender even. It's like the Eurovision, isn't it? Barbie Sins is our contender. Barbie is pulled out due to ill health. So remaining contestants include those from France, Spain, Italy and Ukraine. Of the 16 categories, 15 of them will be rewarded between 5 and 10 points each, depending on the judge's assessment. How, what qualifies you as a judge? God only knows. What, what qualifies you as, a, as, a, as an umpire? So they're going to be judged on their sex acts, yeah. uh, proficiency in sex acts, seduction, massage. Their artistry. Artistry and creativity. No, no, I'm saying artistry and creativity. You, you go, you've got, you, you, you say it. What? Because you've got very excited. How many times they can orgasm? Okay. How do they judge that for a woman? This is just ridiculous. It's, I wonder, if, is it going to be on the telly? No. Where's it going to be? It's just an event. It's just oh, an can event. We, we can't watch it. <laughs> no. It will be on telly. Somebody's going to film this. This is not going to be on television. It will be on a digital channel somewhere. Okay, well, you can go and watch it on your own. I don't want to watch um, it. I'm just trying to think what sort of... So much pressure, Louise Bat. I mean, I, I'm wondering, do men... Is it men how many orgasms they can have in a row? I mean, they're going to look red-eyed and raw oh, by the you, end of it. Oh, my God. Okay, now you've gone too far. That's... I swear to God, what is the matter with you? What? <sighs> apparently no one... no we're moving on from this topic because you've gone too far no. no but apparently one of them i do know um if you say, whatever you're going to say i'll leave it's because hot. it's not going to be appropriate so stop no it's the hop skip and the come apparently they have to see how far it... you're doing the quiz now aren't you? So you i am no no i am in a minute i am in a minute just finally just <laughs> well actually no i did just want to say something yes. about Anne diamond actually um Oh, God. So, and you, you've probably seen it on the news, just just that she's 
been, I've, she's funny in this article, she said, everybody thinks I've been on a cruise for the last five months because I love cruises, but actually I've been dealing with breast cancer. She's had a double mastectomy, um, radiotherapy. And interestingly, she said, I have absolutely no advice for anyone with it. I only have empathy. I found it incredibly tough. So Poor yeah, thing. just sending out a bit of a, bit of a bit of a hug to her because Jesus, I mean, as you know, I've got a, a number of friends. In fact, my friend today I'm going to celebrate with uh, Hannah, her birthday. She's got uh, stage four breast cancer and it is oh, the most devilish of diseases. And yeah, just always sad news when you hear of anyone being diagnosed. And mm. I know a number of you here, because sometimes I've bumped into you, haven't I, in the shops and quiet subs have said, uh, you know, said that they love it when we bring it up and we just note that it the, it continues on after diagnosis, mm. after treatment. We tend to think people that haven't been touched by breast cancer that okay, that's done. But there's so much that goes on beyond. So um, to mm. all of you who um, are dealing with breast cancer in whatever way, whether it's somebody that you love, like me today, or somebody with somebody I love very much that. Um, Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> God, I'm such a weller-upper, aren't I? Anyway, yeah, to anyone, just like, wow, it's a lot. And, um, yeah, big hugs. Big hugs. <clears throat> um, yeah, we're going to get get to the court. You're right, boo. Yes, I'm good. I was just, I'm going to celebrate. No, but just on, that, on, on that note, I was just thinking one of the other races they have in the sex championships is the one-legged race. <laughs> Or the third-legged race? Oh, God. Oh, and also, finally... It's terrible. Yeah. Can you... Play? I've got to go and finish getting ready. Yeah, no, if, but if hang on. If he misbehaves again, can you tell me? Just quickly, an overweight man has told... has revealed how men can extend the size of their no, penises. stop. Do you know how? I'm leaving. No, no wanna... I'm not interested, Mark. Not Boosting the size of... I might of... not know how, but I am not interested. Does anyone want to know? We are doing the quiz. Does anyone want to know? Apparently, by simply losing weight, I think there's a thing called, what's it called? Uh, there's a condition, Nadia, called buried penis syndrome. Okay, I don't, I don't want to know. And if People you... Are, somebody just earlier said they were just tucking into a bacon sandwich bag. You so won't. So just stop. They'll have eaten it by now. What is wrong with you? Don't forget, you've got to get me a gas in. Fuck that, that shit. <laughs> You have I've to. I've got penises to talk about. Mark! What? Stop it. Put your knickers away, Naz. Oh. They don't, okay. You don't know that off okay. camera she's, she's doing I'm this. Eating. She's flibbling around like no. a nutter. Um, so, yeah, so by losing weight, apparently the penile extension can occur. Uh, in Vegas, uh, police body cam catches UFO in the back of shot and they get an urgent phone call uh, from residents in Vegas saying we have eight foot and nine foot and 10 foot creatures standing in our backyard looking at us. This is serious. This is in the mirror and the mail. Police body cam catches UFO and there are sightings of strange creatures in Vegas. It's probably just a, a, a stag do, I reckon, if it's anything like the one I went to. Uh, and just off the back of that eating uh, the obesity thing, listen to this, this is slightly troubling. This happened last week. Uh, this is a, a non-profit eating disorder charity. The National Eating Disorders Association uh, was using a has a uh, te uses Tessa, which is a chatbot, AI chatbot, to give simple advice to people calling their helpline. 
Uh, Tessa, the chatbot, the AI chatbot designed for the National Eating Disorders Association, was discovered to have had what they call generative AI. It had generative programming and it started to give the wrong advice around calorie intake, dieting and what have you. So an AI chatbot went rogue at a national at the National Eating Disorders Association. They had to close it down. They couldn't work out how it had developed a generative uh, capacity. I'm telling you now, AI is a worry. So quiz of the week! Quiz of the week. Okay, for those of you who are listening, um, well, you can do this. It's not a picture quiz, is it? This is uh, every Friday, apart from last Friday, because Philip Schofield was everywhere. Um, uh, we do a quiz. We do we ask seven questions. You try and get seven right. As we always say, it's the winning that counts, not the taking part. So try hard, and if you fail, go into the afternoon feeling like, well, what you are, a failure. Um, so really have a crack at it. No, I'm joking, really. It's just see how many you can get. It's a bit of fun. It's about the news over the week. Sometimes we've touched upon it. Sometimes we've completely missed it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a nice way to end. Hashtag fuck off Friday. Naughtiness and shenanigans. I just keep thinking about those Olympic events. I mean... The sex championships, it's about get your, pen, get your pens and paper ready. It's about distance and it's about how far you can make things go. It's often about how big things are, the weight, weight of things, uh, speed, how fast, how many. I think that's enough to play with. Okay, here we go. Question one, are we ready? Are we ready? Shall we do, uh, no, I can, uh, yeah, I'll keep you there. Uh, grime artist Stormzy spoke at the Hay Literary Festival about his Murky Books imprint, which publishes works by underrepresented writers. But which novel did Stormzy say changed his life when he read it at school? Norton Crosses by Mallory Blackman, The Colour Purple by Alice Walker, or Vernon God Little by DBC Pierre? Hmm, I'm surprised. Which of those three books did Stormzy say changed his life? Noughts and Crosses by Mallory Blackman. A, The Colour Purple. B, by Alice Walker. Or C, Vernon God Little by DBC Pierre. Get your answers in on a postcard. And uh, do, does anyone remember Swap Shop? I used to love Swap Shop. Let me just pull this up here. I'm just going to... I just want to... Uh, hang on. I just want to see your comments over here. What are you all saying? A, Reese Roberts is saying Mallory Blackman. Um, I, I actually went for Mallory Blackman and, uh, and I couldn't have been more wrong. I couldn't have been more wrong. B, lots of you saying B, the colour purple. Whoa. Get rid of that. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to do this so that I can see your comments and see the uh, questions at the same time. Done. What have we got? Uh, Hello Fatherly, colour purple, uh, Russ Souch, B. The answer is C, Vernon God Little. There you go. I didn't know that. Bloody hell. Um, question two. A lonely, self-consumed, self... <laughs> He's a lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog. <laughs> Just a lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog. What a weird combination of words. That was how Donald Trump was described... Oh, no, I thought he was describing someone else. That was how Donald Trump was described as a camp at a campaign rally by a former ally seeking to succeed him as the next Republican president. But who, who said it? Was it, the, was it the former New Jersey governor, uh, Chris Christie? 
Was it Florida Governor Rundi Sanctimonious? Or was it the former Vice President Mike Pence? Which of those three described Donald Trump as a lonely, self-consumed, self-serving mirror hog? Was it Chris Christie? Or Florida Governor Ron DeSanctimonious? Or former Vice President Mike Pence? Carla Hatcham says A. Uh, and Julie Beddoes says A. You're correct, it's A. It's none of the others, mate. Oh, I don't know if you're gonna get this. If sport fans, you could be falling at this hurdle, guys. Ilke Gundogan uh, scored twice as Manchester City beat Man United to win the FA Cup. His first, after just 12 seconds, was the quickest in FA Cup final history, taking the record from which player? So who previously held the record for the fastest goal scored in an FA Cup final? Was it A, Shane Long, Southampton, B, Louis Saha of Everton, or C, Alan Shearer of Newcastle United? Good luck, guys. See you on the other side. See you. Oh no, zero, says Anna Charolumbus. Grace Ann Martin, it's a great start. Zero. Emma Walsh says C, Alan Shearer. Julia, Be Julia Beddo says C, create a holic saying Louis Saha. Margaret O'Brien, lots of you saying C. We're just saying Alan Shearer because we like Alan Shearer, don't we? We're saying Alan Shearer because we know Alan Shearer. Alan Shearer's head, you don't want to be hit by Alan Shearer's head at all, do you? Just moving that round. I'm sorry, I thought you were kooks. Um, uh, yeah, got to take, take her off in a minute. GCSE's begging. Um, it was Louis Saha. Question three. Oh, no, sorry, question four. Apple promised to seamlessly blend the real and virtual worlds via a headset likened to a giant pair of ski goggles. These sound great. But what is its augmented reality gadget called? This is like VR for Apple. Is it A, Quadra Pro, B, Quest Pro, or C, Vision Pro? This is a major bit of headgear for Apple. Apple caught a little bit in the headlights with this one because of course, apparently, you know, one of the big drivers of tech, of a visual, with a visual component, sadly and frustratingly, is porn. Um, so, in, and you know, Apple sells itself as a family-friendly, you know, brand. So th there's a lot of talk about how the porn industry is gonna harness this technology and how what's possibly gonna make it sell is the ability to watch porn. Uh, in a totally sort of immersive fashion. Um, I want one, says Helen Valdely. I'm not suggesting you want one because of that. Um, it's C, Vision Pro. Vision Pro. Question five. Singapore announced it would host its last horse race after more than 180 years of the sport in the island. Uh, its final meeting will include the 100th running of its most prestigious race. What was the most prestigious race in Singapore? I haven't got a clue what this is. Is it A, the Singapore Derby? B, the Singapore Gold Cup? Or C, the Singapore Grand National? A, the Singapore Derby. B, the Singapore Gold Cup. Or C, the Singapore Grand National? Uh, I wonder why they're banning it. They're banning it because of, I don't know, treatment of horses, I don't know. Um, lots of you saying, lots of you saying B, the Singapore Gold Cup. Yeah, you're right, a lot of sporty ones there. I don't think you're gonna be doing too well today. Beryl McNally, you're right. Mark Maria Griffin, you're right. Anne A, you're wrong. Question six. Killing Eve actress Jodie Comer stopped partway through a performance of her Broadway one-woman show Prima Fassi. Fassi, 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 Fassi. But for what reason? A, an audience member was being disruptive. 
B, she was struggling to breathe because of wildfire smoke engulfing New York, and C, or C, to deliver a message of support for striking writers. If you were watching uh, Coffee Morning yesterday with Nads, you'll know the answer to this one. Why did Jodie Comer have to pull out of her one-woman show? Disruptive audience member, couldn't breathe because of wildfire smoke, or to show her support for striking writers? Yeah, you all got it. She was struggling to breathe, and apparently now she does. She struggles with asthma. Ah. That, is, that is the thing. Not nice. Final question. Who's on six? Anyone on six? If you're on six, I will eat, I don't know, I will eat Nadia's dress tonight with Haracha sauce. Sriracha. Haracha? Why did I call it Haracha? Um, four. Creative. Oh, look, that's good. Four out of six today. Yay. One right, Brenda. Look, lots of you. Two. Steph. What? Oh, my God. So many of you with one. If you've got four, that's good. April, Hill, Ellen Groves, well done. Okay, final question. Iranian-born wrestler Hussein Khosro Ali Vaziri died, but was hailed by the worldwide uh, wrestling, whatever it is, WWE, as one of the greatest villains in sports entertainment history. He died at the age of 81. What was the Iranian-born wrestler's ring name? Was he the Iron Ayatollah, the Iron Shah, or the Iron Shake. What was the name of the Iranian-born wrestler who died this week? Um, was he A, the Iron Ayatollah, uh, B, the Iron Shah, or C, the Iron Shake? Yeah, Jill Dyer, you're right. When you're getting so few, you kind of almost want to go for zero, don't you? Faith, too. It's not good, is it? Which of those was it? A, B, or C? Lots of you saying the Iron Ayatollah. It's a good name, isn't it? Um, but Anna Charolumbus, Brenda M and Rachel Greenwood, you are correct. The answer is the Iron Shake rattle and roll. Guys, have a lovely Friday. Lots of content coming your way. Curly Cooks is live again tomorrow, don't forget. And uh, obviously the uh, Saturday papers will be there. Something's landing tonight. All sorts of fun and hilarity. It's a pre-recorded No Name Sunday show. will be landing this weekend. And no, it's not. What? It's not live. The No Name Sunday show is a oh, pre-recorded No Name Sunday show. Look of nigh on panic there. Um, guys, have a lovely afternoon. Have a lovely day. Enjoy Friday. 